Freakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freakin' Our Week in Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P Freakin' Rochester, also on Apple Freakin' Podcasts, Google Freakin' Play, and Freakin' Spotify if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, my name is Taylor the Sandman Freakin' Lofton, and with me as always to my freaking left is Freakin' Sandy the Sandman Freakin' Fargus, coming from Freakin' Doug Jordan's Garage via Satellite Freakin' New York, and bringing up the rear we have Doug Jordan himself, Doug the Slug, freaking Jug Jordan, coming from his own freaking domicile, also via the freaking great satellite in the sky. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines. This is our week in freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, it has been one week since we last spoke, and geez Louise, down on my knees, we're so freaking hot and for you. More so than before. And... It makes me think of the five senses, and one is greater than the most, Weakers and tweakers, no. It is the sense of smell, Weakers and tweakers, and geez louise, down on my knees, the sense of smell can be very alluring. The smell of a fresh, dewy morning in spring, flowers blooming, birds chirping, the smell of that. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, it can be intoxicated. Also, the smell of a couple having sex, maybe in the woods somewhere, and you sneak up on them unsuspectingly, and you smell it in the air, and you stop and shudder for a moment, and then you realize what it is, and you become enticed. And you don't know what happens next, Jeez Louise, down on my knees. Maybe you sneak off into the bushes and do the things that we do best when we are all alone. But Jesus Louise, down on my knees, that is not the type of aroma I am speaking of right now. I am speaking of another very alluring scent, and that is the scent of fresh fish. And everyone knows fresh fish is one of the most delicious delicacies on the face of this earth. But unfresh fish or spoiled fish is a nightmare smell. A smell that will follow you deep into your darkest dreams and haunt you as you try to wash away your fear with dreams of lollipops and sugar plum fairies and yet it stays with you and you say in your sleep, what is this scent that is following me everywhere and it is spoiled fish. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees, last week we spoke about how we were going to take some of the spoils, if you excuse the pun, of our great fizzing trip in the great cold north Adirondacks, and we were going to take them over to Ortego Grill, where Larry Brown, the bartender and cook, and cleaner, as I can tell it, and bouncer, and he's also, he drinks quite a bit on the job, he was going to cook it up for us, because we had so much surplus fizz. And I thought it would be a great time where we could enjoy the spoils of our freaking great catch. But unfortunately, I was unaware that it was not above freezing last week outside, and I had left the fish in a bag hidden in a bus. And geez louise, down on my knees, when I brought that fish into the freaking Ortego Grill, Larry Brown's face turned white, and you could see that there was something in on his mind, and it looked like he was going to puke. And he said, whoever has that rotten animal in my shop get it out so geez louise down on my knees i begged and pleaded with him for him to cook the rot out of the fish so we could enjoy a freaking dinner together as the spoils that we had caught and geez louise down on my knees larry brown would not 
So I've sat there and ordered a freaking delicious freaking prime rib, $12.99, vegetables on the side, and a baked potato. And we got an appetizer, and Doug Jordan can tell you about that. But, geez, Louise, down on my knees, I sat there eating it with my bag of rotten fish on the freaking floor, and it was delicious. I almost felt like it was fist because of the smell permeating from below. So that was that, and I wanted to just update you on that. Sorry for going so freaking long. Jeez Louise, down in my knees. Doug Jordan, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, yes, uh, thank you for the blessing. Uh, uh, no, I'm not And I, I've never been a uh on the show and uh week week was fine uh the appetizer at the ortego grill was pretty good uh it was uh it was nacho dip so it was like a seven layer dip that was the app you told me to talk about it so other than that not not too much was going on I, i i do have uh some news to report uh i was uh looking for one of my garbage bins uh, to take care of some things. Uh, one of my plastic big tote garbage bins. I couldn't find that, so I went into the garage and I looked for a uh, metal, uh, one of my aluminum big garbage cans. When I opened that up, uh, I found a whole bunch of freaking ashes inside of it, and I don't ever remember using that to burn anything in it. Uh, so, you know, just bringing that up because, you know, somebody uh, that's on the show lives in the garage and you know, maybe knows a little bit about why there are ashes within that uh, aluminum garbage can. For the record, Uyghurs and Tweegers, I do not live in Doug Jordan's garage, so he's got that wrong. Yeah, so, but so, the other person on the show does. So, uh, Sandy, do you have anything to say about that? Um, Tadia has been freaking is dead for all I freaking know, so I don't know if he was messing with your freaking trash cans or what. I don't understand what you're freaking insinuating. Yeah, I mean, you, you, we asked you a couple times last week about uh, where you got these ashes that we scattered on the and I, was happy to, and I was happy to freaking explain uh, where I got the ashes every single time you asked. The asses for weakers and tweakers who didn't lis- listen last week were the remains of our dear friend Tadia, who has now gone the way of the dodo, bless his heart. So, just to fill people in. Well, we don't know if he's actually gone the way of the dodo, because what I'm thinking here is that... Sandy just burned a whole bunch of stuff in my aluminum. Well, actually, what I'm thinking here is Sandy burned a whole bunch of stuff in my plastic garbage bin, and that melted and disappeared. And then he found the aluminum one and burned all that, burned that in there, scooped them out, and then scattered those over uh, the lake. I'll tell you, uh, if you shut the hell up, I will tell you something. Uh, I did... um, I, I tell, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you an A plus for freaking sleuthing, uh, because I did freaking burn the freaking plastic uh, trash bin and uh, did freaking melt it. But completely freaking unrelated uh, to the freaking asses that we freaking scattered during the freaking uh, ceremony during the freaking the freaking funeral. Then why did you set the plastic one on fire? And Doug, I'm freaking drunk. I'm I had things to that um, I saw a few freaking things, some freaking documents, uh, some freaking papers, and and uh, a, a, a whole slew of things that I decided uh, that I didn't want anymore. So I went ahead and uh, put and tossed those in your freaking plastic freaking trash bin, and I said this is not nearly freaking enough. Uh, so I went ahead and freaking set that ablaze. Next thing I know, freaking trash bin. Um, freaking melted and i said 
I was never, I will never breathe a word of this. And I threw it away, and now here I am, freaking fessing up, freaking smelling my freaking beans. Sometimes I like the smell of when plastic burns and the color it makes. It makes a, it glows in a, in a blue and a purple, and then it, and it's got this intoxicating smell. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah, and, and it was, and, and if I wasn't freaking intoxicated already, which I was, uh, the freaking smell certainly freaking intoxicated me that much more, uh, because the freaking garage freaking filled up with freaking smoke. Um, and so maybe the freaking asses that you found in the bottom of the aluminum trash can is just, uh, you know, some freaking remnants from the freaking, from when I was, you know, setting some freaking documents ablaze, uh, and uh, and I don't appreciate you uh, insinuating that I uh, that the asses of freaking Tadia were anything uh, other than exactly freaking that. Yeah, other than his own ass is so. What what documents would you have to set ablaze? What I don't even know what where you would even get documents from. To well, be honest, that, that's a fair, that's a very fair freaking question. Uh, the, the the fact of the matter, Doug, is that they were um, they were freaking documents uh, that had been relying around for quite some freaking time uh, that I just got freaking tired of looking at. So um, you know whether whether they be freaking bills or um, you know email uh, or uh, some emails. What do you mean emails? Like what, do you, you, what do you mean? What do I mean? Emails? Like you printed them out on a piece of paper? Well, yeah, I always, you gotta. Yeah, you always freaking gotta bring your freaking emails. So every email that you receive, you you print them out. I, every, every that is the only way that you can properly freaking get to them. You gotta have a freaking. You gotta print out every freaking email you freaking get. Uh, though I haven't been in a freaking office uh, freaking setting. And, quite some time uh, uh, back when I back when I was yes I was freaking get an email freaking print it out and freaking save it until until eventually you get freaking tired of looking at it you freaking set it ablaze I mean do you have your own printer because I don't I don't have a printer at my house what? so I don't know why do I feel like I'm being freaking interrogated Doug can you leave me the f- alone please Doug you need to stop this isn't an attack style freaking interview show all right, Barbara Walters over here. Jeez Louise, Sandy Farkas, how are you doing? How have you been? God bless you. How are you? And how was your freaking week? Jeez Louise, uh, thank you for first of all, freaking thank you for asking. Thank you for freaking putting a stop to freaking Doug's freaking tirade. Um, and uh, second of all, freaking uh, thank you for, and then freaking obviously freaking thank you for the freaking blessing. Yeah. Uh, I'm freaking. Please don't interrupt me. I am freaking as a freaking Dickens, and I'm freaking drunk. Uh, I'm freaking drunk. I'm freaking drunk as a freaking skunk. Uh, Jesus, we freaking drunk as a freaking skunk. Jesus, freaking ways. Uh, drunk as a freaking skunk. Drunk as a Dickens. I'm drunk. I, um, what, uh, what, what else was, what did, what did you ask? I wanted to know about the details of this past week for you specifically. Um, yeah, um, well, I'd, I'd be happy to freaking, uh, let you know. Uh, I do, uh, believe I freaking, uh, caught freaking Doug's freaking cold, unfortunately. Um, so that is me freaking feeling a little under the freaking weather. Um, I, I had to freaking get rid of some freaking documents, um, which we briefly touched on. And, uh, wouldn't you freaking believe it? I freaking, I freaking ran into the freaking devil himself. No, not. Are you talking about who I think you're talking about? The big man over at WXXI? I am. That is exactly what I'm freaking talking about. I um, I tell you what, I was freaking drunk as a freaking skunk freaking two nights back. Freaking three, four in the freaking morning. I freaking decide I got to freaking, I, I get a freaking hangover for freaking some freaking popcorn. So I freaking go ahead and pop in freaking Doug's freaking truck. Uh, freaking head off down to freaking Wegmans. And wouldn't you, you wouldn't freaking believe who I freaking bump into. 
freaking happened freaking Dawson. The devil and freaking himself. Dawson is back. For weakers and tweakers that are just listening in now, Evan Dawson is the worst human being maybe on the face of this earth. And he is also the host of our rival show, Connections, on WXXI. And that's the most I'll say about his show because I don't want to give him any unnecessary plugs. Are you done? Can I go back to can I go back to freaking speaking? He nearly ruined our lives. I'm gonna go ahead and freaking um, continue yeah. with my freaking story. Um, do a quick freaking recap. Freaking first of all, drunk as freaking skunk. Freaking freaking driving behind the wheel. Freaking Doug's freaking truck, which wasn't nearly as freaking gassed up as it should be. Um, and a freaking pop into freaking Wegmans looking for freaking popcorn. I see freaking Evan freaking Dawson, uh, a man who once tried to freaking ruin our freaking lives. And freaking with forced us into the freaking belly of the beast in the great freaking radio war of freaking whatever freaking was that freaking last year was that freaking 2020 when was that it was 2019 I believe Jeez Louise but it is anywho, fresh in my mind enough uh, anywho freaking bump into freaking Evan uh, and Mr. Freaking Dawson freaking devil himself and uh, wouldn't you freaking know it the guy that acts like he freaking doesn't even know who I freaking am. You gotta be kidding me! Yeah, it was it was uh, it was freaking unfreaking believable. Uh, after um, after I freaking uh, you know um, caused quite a bit of a freaking scene there in the freaking grocery, uh, I was escorted out until I asked to freaking leave. And freaking Evan Dawson stood there freaking gazing at me as I freaking fumbled about in the freaking parking lot uh, trying to get uh, get the freaking automobile to freaking work. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Let's discuss this because I. No, we have a show to get to, but this is a revelation. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, and the panel, obviously. How are we going to be able to strike back and let him know that he is neither on our minds or in our thoughts as well? Yeah. You well, see, this is a freaking, this is a freaking a tricky freaking situation uh, because you know last last I freaking knew uh, we called a freaking truce. We said, look, this is not, this is you know we're gonna end up freaking killing each other yeah. if we don't freaking if we don't freaking lay please don't me if we freaking if we don't freaking put it put a stop to this right freaking now. And it's in everybody's freaking best interest that we freaking call a freaking truce. No winners, no freaking losers. Just a we're gonna we, we could freaking do this until we freaking die, and it's better better that we freaking leave it alone. And here he is freaking getting me freaking ejected from a freaking from my local freaking grocery and and like i'm and after freaking acting as if he doesn't even know who i freaking am dawson is freaking back and so is the freaking war yeah i i knew this day would come and i am just a little upset knowing that it is here right now this is the last thing that we need but dawson if you're listening we actually are ready We've been yeah. planning this. Sandy and I, Doug has not participated the way that we would have hoped, but Sandy and I have been planning for this for a long time, since the end of the first great radio war. Yeah. Can I, can I, why are we declaring war on him? Because you saw him at the grocery store? Doug, it, it was, he, it was a freaking attack. He freaking, he had me freaking ejected from my local freaking grocery, Doug. Uh, not to mention, he snubbed him. He acted as though he didn't even know the man, and he knows him all too well. He knows us all by heart. We're, our photos are up on the offices of WXXI. It says, do not let entrance in. Yeah, and there's in, in his on his freaking desk alone, there's a freaking picture of us with a freaking bullseye on all of our freaking foreheads. Yours including, so, Doug. 
So maybe get on the freaking page. How do you know that he has a picture of us with bullseyes on our foreheads on his desk? He has one of those freaking cartoons with freaking Calvin and freaking Hobbs where freaking Calvin's freaking little tiny freaking is hanging out of his trousers and he's freaking peeing all on the freaking Are We Can Review freaking logo, Doug. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I heard so this it. Is, no, please. What? Nothing. Back but I mean, matter, did, uh, what the what, Doug? Did you say anything to him at the grocery store, or why? Yeah, I told him. Jesus, well, well, this guy's got to freaking clean out his freaking ears. Yes, I caused quite the freaking scene, Doug. Did he say? Did, okay, I, I just he don't stared understand. at me, freaking trembling, acting as and repeating, "I, you know, I, what is happening? What is freaking happening?" And he acted as what? though he didn't know the man, Doug. Don't you get it? It's an I mean, it's a passive aggressive act. And geez, Louise, down on my knees. It is the act of war. Yeah. Um, what's the first thing that you said to him? I something about this. Uh, look at look at look at look at who we have here. Uh, this freaking this local grocery isn't big enough for the freaking both of us. Um, and I said, look at me when I'm freaking talking to you. Look, and I said, look at me, son of a bitch. Um, I said, you, you know, we, uh, a whole slew of freaking, uh, freaking swear words. Um, uh, and, 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 and I've freaking caused quite a bit of freaking scene, Doug. So it sounds like you kind of declared war on him before he, he declared war on us. Doug, the semantics of the situation are neither here nor there. I mean, you provoked him. All that matters now is what we do henceforth. Well, first of all, Doug, hold on. I want to freaking touch on this really quick. I, I freaking provoked him. Then what exactly freaking provoked me to freaking freaking cause a freaking scene in the first place? I'm freaking provoked, Doug. I, don't, I didn't freaking. I didn't. I didn't. I'm, I mean, where, how, where did my freaking behavior freaking come from? From being freaking provoked. I mean, I, I, I don't know where your behavior came from, but the the way he looked. Who he is? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's freaking possible, Doug. The whole freaking I mean that's it's that's a good point. I, yeah, I both a, hate uh, the way he looks and who he is. So yes, Doug, you now you're on the page. Yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, we it is freaking war, uh, and it looks like we're gonna we're gonna have we're finally gonna freaking all the freaking fortifying we've been doing to your freaking uh, house is finally gonna freaking pay off, Doug. We just got to find a way to get him there. Yeah, we got to find a way to hit him where it hurts. And that is something that I imagine we will spend much time discussing in the future. Weakers, uh, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call in, join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, actress Dakota Johnson revealed that she suffered from a panic attack while filming a scene for her latest film, Our Friend, according to Page Six. Johnson opened up about the traumatic incident to Jamie Fallon during a taping of The Tonight Show. According to the 31-year-old, she suffered from, quote, stage fright while filming a musical number. Quote, singing in front of people is actually so terrifying for me, Johnson said. We had to shoot the scene where you don't even really see me. The Fifty Shades star panicked, ran from cameras, and continued to flare around the community theater where filming was taking place. 
quote, I was running around and then just started laughing hysterically and everyone on the crew was like, what's she doing, Johnson said, running around laughing and then just stopped moving and started crying. It was extreme flight mode. Our friend stars Johnson opposite Casey Affleck and follows the couple as they grapple with Johnson's character's terminal cancer diagnoses. So, geez louise, down to my knees. This woman, berserk mode, and Jack John, De- Jack Johnson, Dakota Johnson is, first of all, Dakota is a state, Doug Jordan, if you didn't know. It's two of them, believe it's it or two. not. Yeah. yeah. North, North and West. And this woman is from both of them. She's lived in both. And she brings a little of that backwoods Dakota Johnson kind of attitude. And this is the last thing you would expect from that. Living up in the hills, fishing, hunting, bear trapping, snaring animals, torturing animals, maybe burning down freaking sheds. And then she gets on this set. All they ask her to do is sing a song off screen. And she goes freaking bananas. This might be the end of her career. Sandy Farkas, what say you to that? Um, yeah, uh, she behaved, uh, she shouldn't be freaking ashamed of her freaking self. Yeah. She should be. I mean, there's, I mean, there are real freaking travesties happening in this freaking world. There are real freaking travesties and real freaking tragedies. Um, um, you know, um, especially in my freaking life, happening right freaking now. And here she is, freaking famous freaking actress, freaking loaded with freaking dough, and she's freaking going into a freaking, losing her freaking mind, and freaking marbles, I'm being quite freaking honest with you, uh, over having to freaking sing in a freaking uh, freaking feature-length motion, motion freaking Pixar. Yeah. Doug Jordan, care to comment? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, stage fright is a very real thing, so I don't think that there's anything to really chastise this person about you know, or seems you, like she did you hear the freaking story, Doug? I mean, it seems like she, she went was telling berserk, Doug. She went, she lost her marbles, Doug. And I got to tell you, I had stage fright before. It looked nothing like this. Stage fright feels like diarrhea for Uyghurs and Tweakers who haven't experienced it. It br- bubbles up in the belly and it then it drops and you get sweaty and tingly all over until you find a bathroom, an empty bathroom. And you're going to need some to spend some time in that bathroom. So I hope nobody's waiting behind, on the door behind you. And you are quite literally going to explode your trousers and your entrails and the insides of you into the toilet bowl. And you might need several flushes to get that thing to freaking, so it doesn't fill up and start spoil, you know, billowing over the freaking brim, Doug Jordan. That's stage fright for you. Not this. This is insanity. It sounds like Taylor just had diarrhea. It doesn't sound like that was stage right at all. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. It, just because this person didn't have diarrhea, all of a sudden you assume she didn't have stage fright. Yeah, wait, like well, two different well, things. Yeah, Taylor, in this in this scenario, what you described was having diarrhea in a bathroom. Uh, what 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 brought on your freaking stage fright? What were you even on a freaking stage or? I was watching a play. So and it became it was very intense. Yeah, so you yeah, so you had diarrhea while watching a play. I feel for the poor girl is what I'm trying to say, you know. Doug Jordan's over here slamming her into the ground like he's freaking King Kong Bundy and geez always down on my knees. I'm saying get, lay off freaking Johnson Dakota's back. She's just trying to make it out here in Hollywood. So Del 
you do not twist that on me. I, you were saying the opposite before. Last week, a Ukrainian man made headlines after walking naked through the streets of Odessa, wrapped in intestines and carrying his father's severed head, according to Euro Weekly News. Dmitry Ponomarenko was spotted exiting his Odessa flat, quote, wrapped in guts and holding the head of a man. A neighbor who witnessed the scene said that Pomarenko horrified passersby by walking through the streets, hitting parked cars with the bloodied head before sitting down on a bench and lighting a cigarette. When police arrived, Pomarenko was still holding his father's head and reportedly declared, quote, he is a god who is not worshipped. After police searched the apartment, they found the headless corpse of Igor Pomarenko and the disemboweled body of 32-year-old family friend Alexander Demchenko. Pomarenko told police he killed the men, quote, because he had to. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, this is a gruesome tale. And Sandy Farkas usually does the gruesome tale stories, so I'm going to lead this to you. Thoughts? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, um, gruesome is, uh, is, is, is quite the freaking perfect freaking, um, the perfect freaking way to describe the story. Uh, what really freaking intrigues me is the man saying, uh, he had to, you know, it makes it really makes you freaking think. And, uh, and I, and I'd be very much interested in, in, in hearing, in, in seeing his freaking defense in freaking court, uh, as he explains, well, you know, well, I mean, the guy, he said he's he freaking had to. Like, like for instance, when you had to have freaking diarrhea, that freaking play you were, were just mentioning, you know, I, you know, I, I would like to see you, maybe somebody trying to freaking prosecute you and you go, well, yeah, but I had to freaking do it, you know? That's true. And they did try to prosecute me after the mess I made in the bathroom. And I said, and that was my excuse. I said, that is a valid excuse. Yeah. Had to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, basically the way I feel about it is. I mean, this is this is a freaking quite a quite a. Uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, who knows? You know, he says he had to do it. Maybe freaking had to. Maybe there were, probably had a freaking good freaking reason to do what he freaking did. There's oh, it reminds me of a move movies of action movies where at first the good guy does something extreme because, like you said so eloquently, he has to, and. For some reason, the other actors in the movie don't realize that this guy is the hero yet. And they think, oh, you've done a bad thing. You destroyed a whole city block. But what you're really trying to do is save the Constitution of the United States or something important like that. Or get maybe some sort of vial that contains a disease out of the hands of some madman. Or a very freaking special freaking microchip. Uh, yeah, that's a freaking uh, wonderful freaking point. And you, uh, yeah, in, in, in that freaking scenario, you know, it's always, well, you, have, you know, he freaking had to freaking do it. Take freaking Doug Jordan's freaking uh, life, for instance. You know, why Why does he do many of the things he does? Why is he, why, why does he, why does he, why is he content freaking living in his freaking routine every single freaking day? Well, he has to. He doesn't know anything else, you know? It's, um, it's just one of those freaking things. Yeah. What what does that mean? Well, imagine your life is a freaking movie, Doug, and you're clearly the freaking villain in it. And and your family is trying to freaking live freaking happy, normal lives. Maybe, you know, and, and, and you can continue to do things like, uh, you know, um, let's say freaking screw up dinner. And people go, why? But why did you, why, you know, why? Why did he freaking screw up dinner so bad? Why is every, all of this taste so disgusting? Uh, and then you go, well, yeah, dude, it doesn't freaking know anything else. You know, it's just one of those things, I guess. 
I mean, you don't have to stay in my garage, but you still do. I think he has to. I absolutely have to, Doug. I have to freaking stay in the freaking, yeah. If somebody tried to freaking eject me from the freaking garage, I go, no, I have to freaking stay here. Hence the fortification. I did have a funny question, though. They said he sat down and lit a cigarette and smoked it on a bench. But they did not, he was completely butt-ass naked, other than having an entrails around his neck and uh, the corpse head in his hand. And then he sat on a bench and he lit a cigarette. So someone must have bummed him a cigarette in that condition because he's completely naked. And he lights a cigarette. They must have given him a cigarette and a lighter. Maybe a blind guy didn't know what was going on. Thoughts? Doug Jordan, please. I mean, maybe he had it behind his ear when he was holding the uh, the head and the, and the guts. And then where was the lighter, Doug? His butt cheeks? Well, he... Maybe he had a lighter in his uh, belly button. I don't know. I think it was a freaking blind guy who didn't know what was happening and thought he was just bumming someone a cigarette and a lighter. It was a normal guy, not covered in freaking guts and holding his father's severed head. Yeah. That, what do they say, Doug Jordan? Uh, the ignorance is bliss. So... Last week, President Joe Biden had Donald Trump's Diet Coke button removed from the Resolute desk, according to Nexstar Media Wire. As reported by the Associated Press in 2017, Trump had a red button affixed to the desk that, when pushed, would summon a White House butler with a Diet Coke. According to reports, Trump would consume as many as 12 Diet Cokes per day. After media photos were released showing Biden on day one of his presidency at the Resolute's desk, many people noticed the absence of the button. At this time, it is unclear why the executive order was made to remove the button as Biden has been known to request both Diet Coke and Coke Zero while campaigning. So, geez Louise, down to my knees. This butler, let's get to the, the bottom of the butler. Sandy Farkas, you know quite a bit about butlers. I imagine because your dad probably was one as he was a, a tiny little and it would be hilarious to see him in a tiny little tuxedo with tails and tiny little white gloves and a little tray. Is that why you talk about butlers? Um... No, um, no. My father was not a butler, though he was a, uh, um, yeah. and maybe he still is. Who knows? Might still be freaking alive. Uh, I, I, my, my affection for freaking butlers comes from, I mean, they are just the freaking funniest, hilarious guys, especially a freaking clumsy one with a heart of freaking gold. Who doesn't love a freaking good butler? Yeah. How hard is it to get a butler? I mean, how hard is it to become a freaking butler? You know, where do you, how, how does one become a freaking butler? Yeah, do you start off as a waiter, Doug Jordan? And then they go, you're such a good waiter, you might as well just stay all the time and devote your entire life to this. Go nowhere, have no family, leave no trace. A good butler should not be seen nor heard. The item just arrives and then they disappear. You don't, there's not even a speck of dust. Oh, I, can, I was waiting for you. I was thinking you were going to probably say a little bit more. Um, yeah, uh... Yeah, that's possible, I guess. Or maybe there's a butler school. I could see you being a butler. You would be a good butler. Uh, thank you. I could see you being a freaking butler for someone who's very freaking mean to you. Sometimes I kind of feel like the butler of the show. Well, you do a good job at it, so God bless you. Circle gives a square, Doug Jordan. 
Jesus Louise down on my knees. I'm also wondering, they say that President Joe Biden got rid of this button, but it is possible that Donald Trump took his blessed freaking Diet Coke button with him. Uh, This is a question I have. Before Donald Trump became president, was it common for presidents to have a button on the desk that that summoned them to fetch one item? That's a very good question, Doug. This button was on the desk. It was seen photographed on the desk during freaking President Obama's administration. Although it is unknown what the button summoned. Maybe just help. Maybe it was a panic button. My, my pen's low on ink and they hit the button. I wonder what, what freaking, you- I wonder what freaking George, uh, not George Bush. wonder what Bill Clinton used the button for, if you know what I mean. Sandy Vargas, remember Bill Clinton? Yeah, yeah. Were you asking me what I think that his the button was for when Bill Clinton was president? Yeah. Um, jobs, I guess. Yeah. He'd summon one from his butler. So, geez louise, down on my knees. Last week, a Mexican woman was arrested for wounding her husband with a knife after not recognizing herself in old photos of on her spouse's phone, according to Yucatan Magazine. The woman, identified only as Lenora N., allegedly stabbed her husband several times after seeing pictures of what she thought was her husband and a much younger woman. According to police in Sonora, Mexico, the husband, who was able to disarm his wife, explained that the photos were taken years earlier when his wife was youthful and slim. Lenora N. is currently being detained by police pending charges. So, geez louise, down on my knees. A case of mistaken identity, or so some would say... This is absolutely freaking hilarious. This big fat woman can't even see herself in her youthful slim pictures. And she thinks she's cheating. Her husband is a cheater. So geez louise down on my knees. Who's got thoughts on this one? Um Cause I was well, gonna I was gonna say I don't sometimes I don't even recognize myself. You're staring into that mirror, and now I wear this helmet atop my head. Big, large, bulbous. Doctor's orders can't take it off. It remains there. Sometimes they tighten it. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. I feel like my head is swelling underneath. I'm getting some sort of head smegma on top of my brain. Now, I don't know what the vision I have. It's just there when I look, and then I see myself, and I say, this is not me. This is not who I want to be. I'm something... I am meant to live amongst the stars, Doug Jordan. And I look like something that crawls along on the ground and slithers onto a bus. And when I slither into a seat, the other bus riders slither to the other side of the bus. So, I sympathize with her. Sometimes I see myself in the mirror, I think about stabbing myself. Kill the intruder, if you know what I mean. Do you think that might have something to do with the fact that whenever you would look in the mirror, you thought that there was uh, your brother staring back at you for so long of your life? Yeah, this sounds like something that's just been going on with you forever. I used to have an imaginary brother who lived in the mirror. And yes, I had a tumultuous relationship with him. He was... A teacher of sorts taught me how to do some of the things I still do today. If you know what I freaking mean, play with myself. Yeah. And yeah, if I remember correctly, it was, it was your most of your freaking discussions with your brother involved playing with yourself. Yeah, 
and him watching watching you play with yourself, and you would watch him play with himself, and he'd do it right back. But geez, Louise, down on my knees, he would also frame me for certain things. Poop on the bathroom floor, blame it on me. Pee in the sink and pull the drain up and blame it on me. And I, I became tired of his wrath. So, well, I, I have one further question. Um, weren't, weren't 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 you oftentimes trying to blame it on your brother? You, so let's say your freaking parents find poop on the bathroom floor and they say, "Who did this?" And you would say, "My brother, the brother that lives in the mirror." Well, the difference was I was trying to tell the truth and he was obfuscating it. And yeah. And you watched you watched your parents have conversations with your brother in the mirror. Doug, no further questions. Last week, broadcasting giant Larry King died after a battling multiple heart attacks, a quintuple bypass surgery, a stroke in 2019 that left him in a coma, prostate cancer, lung cancer, blood flow issues, eight failed marriages, two types of diabetes, and finally COVID-19, according to the Associated Press. He was 187. Um, that, that, uh, that might be a typo. 287. King died in Sears Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles while being treated for COVID-19. During his career, King conducted an estimated 50,000 on-air interviews. He was known for his easygoing, non-confrontational interview style that persuaded many elusive, high-profile guests into on-air appearances. King retired from the CNN host of Larry King Live in 2010. He was replaced by British journalist and TV personality Pierce Morgan. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, I wanted to conduct a little roundtable panel discussing. So, the way this works, heaven or hell, wherever Larry King may be. And my vote is down below. But he also might be at the pearly gates, begging to get in. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door, Doug Jordan. Now, geez, Louise, down on my knees, if he could interview anyone in heaven and hell, who should he interview? Who should be his next interview? So, Doug Jordan, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and start the races off. Who do you think Larry King, because he can get these elusive guests and nothing's more elusive than the cold grip of death, should he interview now that he has gone the way of the dodo? Um, Albert Einstein. But now, so what is, now what's your answer for if he's in heaven? Oh, I mean, I, I didn't really know the guy, so I don't I don't know a whole lot of I, I know his personality. So I guess I'll use his personality to, to base it off of what, where he should be. No, uh, that you said no. Albert Einstein. Yes. So that was your answer. If Larry King is in hell, he will inter- interview Albert Einstein. Now, if Larry King is in heaven, who is he going to freaking interview? You think Albert Einstein's in hell? Undoubtedly. Yeah. I mean, he, I, I, he was a great scientist. I don't, he, I don't. He looks like a pervert. Even he helped make the bomb, Doug Jordan. I don't think that's true. He helped. I, well, I guess in some way. Split the atom. Did he really? Yeah. How do you he, know that? He dropped the bomb, Doug. Because I went to grade school several times. I went. To, I spent more time in freaking middle school and high school than most people. So I think I should freaking know by now. Thomas Jefferson is in hell, heaven. I don't know about that, Doug Jordan. Jeez yeah, Louise, I don't think so. Nice I try. Uh, yeah, okay. Just pass. So, geez, Okay, well, great. Um, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I think he would be great to do another interview with freaking uh, Frank Sinatra. 
He did one in freaking 1998 and it blew everyone away. And I think don't mess with a bad thing. Do another one now that he's dead. Frank, what's the best thing about being in hell? Or heaven, if that's where he is. Jeez Louise down on my knees. But let's be honest. He made a deal with the devil. Well, now you got to pick the other one. The heaven? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Of course. Or Moses. Or who's the one that gave up his son, Abraham? He should interview Abraham. Why'd you do it, Abraham? Because God told you to get, to eat your only child or to give him up or whatever it was. You have to kill your only your boor, firstborn son. The first Sophie's choice, Doug Jordan. Or Sophie, I don't know. I don't know if, if she was real or imaginative. Meditary. Sandy Fargus, who would you interview? Uh, who would you have freaking dead king interview? The great king. Um, well, mm, first, uh, if he's in freaking, if he's in freaking hell, uh, I think what you, you never see freaking two interviewers freaking interview each other. So I would think if you got freaking Larry King and freaking James Lipton in a freaking room together uh, and got them really freaking fired up and talking to each other, that might be something very, very interesting to freaking witness. Um, as far as freaking heaven, um, maybe the real freaking Forrest Gump would be a good would be a good freaking choice. Yeah, that would be absolutely hilarious. I think James Lipton asking Larry King, frustrating Larry King with his patented questions at the end would be absolute television gold yeah so that's brilliant Forrest Gump is, isn't a real person I just want to just want to plug that you gotta be kidding There's, me what the heck are you even freaking talking about yeah it's just a you know they just wrote a movie and he fought in the Vietnam War I've had Bubba Gump I've had Bubba Gump shrimp before well, that that's very real. The franchise of of that is very real, but that's just based off the movie. He helped John Lennon write that freaking song. Imagine. Yeah, no, it, it was all for the movie. I guess you have your opinion, and we have ours. So. Last week, Justin Timberlake and wife Jessica Beale announced the arrival of their second-born child, oddly named Phineas during a virtual appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show, according to People. The couple who wed in 2012 had their first son, Silas, in 2015. According to reports, Beale kept her pregnancy under wraps during the pandemic. Toxic daytime show host Ellen DeGeneres was among the few outside of immediate family to know of the pregnancy. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. First of all, I wouldn't trust DeGeneres with a secret. Because she will spill the beans, Doug Jordan. And I don't mean literally. I mean the beans are the information that she has been given. The little beans. The beans. Of, sometimes a child looks like a bean. And she'll spill it. Like an egg. Like, but with the bean sauce, it's kind of like the egg. I'm thinking of freaking the, be the beans we had when, on the camping trip. But, geez Louise, I'm getting derailed here. This actually leads us to our final freaking segment. It is a, a brand new segment called Our Week's Silas vs. Phineas. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, we're going to take a deep dive into these two children. What they stand for, who they are, and who they will become. And we will have them duel. And duel they shall, Doug Jordan. And at the end of the duel, one shall come out victorious on top. A hero, the other, in their own shallow grave. So, geez louise, down on my knees, without further ado, we're going to start with the firstborn child, Silas. 
The meaning of the name Silas is derived from the Hebrew Saul, meaning the youngest. But contradictory, the early Christian disciple Silas means of the forest. So you could say that's the youngest of the forest. And in popular culture, the Da Vinci Code, Silas, is an albino numerary of the Catholic organization's Opius Dei. And so he, I don't know what that means, but he practices severe corporal mortification. That means torturing yourself, usually with some sort of chain t-shirt that rubs away at your skin or lashing yourself. Then he also uses a sackcloth to flog himself. And you can only imagine what that means. Uh, He murders his father with a butcher knife. He grew up in the streets, eats garbage and waste. And he murders a nun, murders a sailor, murders four leaders of the priority of Scion. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, let's discuss Silas. Doug Jordan, you are a father. Imagine this is your boy, the firstborn, the youngest of the forest. I mean, well, I have you, you guys probably haven't seen the movie The Da Vinci Code, I'm assuming. Why the hell are you assuming that? Do I seem like I wouldn't enjoy the freaking Da Vinci Code? I haven't I mean, seen it. Well, he's, he'd look, you know, the guy looks crazy. He's pale I, white. I have, I have not seen the freaking movie. Yeah, I, okay. Let's not I get hung up on that. who's seen the movie or not. That's fine. It, uh, I would be, uh, what is the question? If my son was this this person, how would I feel? How would you feel if you walked in on your son using a sackcloth, a sackcloth to flog himself? Uh, I'd be uh, very upset. I use a sackcloth to flog myself. That's how I've always done it, and I've been quite open about that on this. So what I meant by the question was, how do you feel about this child and his ability to rise up from the asses into the beautiful beast of a man that he is supposed to be if the if the prophecy has been foretold correctly? I mean, but in the movie, you know, he does all this bad stuff because he had because he had to do it. Sandy Fargus, why don't you help out here? Because I think you're on the page that I'm on, and Doug Jordan is on some sort of freaking hilarious but also pathetic freaking Tom Hanks trip. Um, well, I, like I said earlier, I've never seen the freaking movie. Um, so, I mean, if, if I had a son who freaking used a sackcloth to vlog himself while eating freaking garbage and waste, uh, you know, I would hope that he wouldn't freaking murder me with a freaking butcher, um, freaking butcher's knife. Yeah. And yeah, and if and if this and if this guy is is, I mean, he's a, the freaking. I tell you what, though, they freaking screwed up by naming him freaking Silas. Their firstborn is named his name translates to the youngest. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, screwed that one. Screwed the freaking poots on that one. So that Silas has that going against him. Uh, I do like that he um, puts a cloth on his sack while he vlogs himself, and um, he's got you know. So it's right now. Uh, it's anybody's freaking game. Yeah, I think he's a survivor, but we'll move on to Phineas. Phineas, uh, the meaning is derived from a Hebrew pinchas, meaning serpent's mouth or oracle. That's a good start, Doug Jordan. In history, King Phineas, the first king of the kingdom of Semen, a.k.a. Beta Israel, and he is the descendant of Zordon. I mean, Z- Zadok, whom I don't know what that means. 
Phineas, there's another Phineas in history named Phineas Parkhurst Quimby, an American clockmaker, mentalist, and mesmerist. And his work contributed to the foundation of New Thought Spiritual Movement. He had tuberculosis, toured as a hypnotist, and claimed he could heal all ailments which doctors could not cure. And the last of the Phineas, the big three Phineas, would be Phineas Clanton. And he's an American Old West cattle wrestler and brother of outlaws Billy and Ike Clanton. He's accused of attempted murder of Wyatt Earp's brother Virgil, and he arrested for stealing livestock, Doug Jordan. Which I imagine you can basically see yourself doing one day. You can sympathize with the urge to want to steal livestock stock so you can possess it. So... Let's break it down. Doug Jordan, now that you've seen how the first one went, don't do what you did last time and do what Sandy and I did. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to. I pass. All right, Sandy Fargus. That means next is you on the table panel discussing. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and bring and take a stab at it. Uh, first of all, uh, Serpent's Mouth or Oracle. Serpent's Mouth, very, uh, very, very cool. Um, sound, uh... Very interesting. Uh, and then King Phineas is the descendants of freaking Zorlock, which is um, also a huge freaking plus. Uh, tuberculosis, huge freaking. Uh, that is not 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 a good one. And uh, having sex with the farm animals, um, yeah, not freaking great. Uh, so right now, for in, in uh, the way I see it, freaking Silas is freaking edging out freaking Phineas a little bit. Um, yeah, so my, yeah, my, I vote freaking Silas. Now, the thing that I see that glares at me as I look at these words written on a page is that Phineas has the ability to cure both his own tuberculosis through hypnotism and to cure any ailment which doctors could not cure. So that means if he were to be stabbed perhaps by a freaking butcher's knife, much like freaking his brother Cyrus will try to do to him eventually, he will be able to heal it perhaps before death. But he could also hypnotize Silas with maybe a pocket watch and then make him do his bidding, kill both of his parents. Now these are famous orphans with tons of money, Doug Jordan. And... He is hypnotizing everyone that comes in contact. He's got the butler hypnotized, the nanny hypnotized. His parents are dead, both Beale and Timberlake. And he is pulling the strings as the puppet master that he is and always wished to be. But I think Sandy was right. I think where he gets caught up is having sex with livestock. And he flies a little too close to the sun, forgets his hypnotism, and yep, you guessed it, Silas sneaks in, five years older, five years wiser, also a survivor, eating trash all the while, stabs him right in the back with a butcher's knife. So, my vote is for Silas. Doug Jordan, care to cast your ballot? I, I don't even understand what this segment is. Well, you're, you're talking about two people's, two people's names of children, and, but you're, you're comparing them to historical references or even a fictional character. It's so well, I don't, I don't, what is, what is the segment? I'm going to go ahead and freaking you just break described it down for it. you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. It's exactly what you just said. It's called Silas versus Phineas. And, and then everything that you mentioned happened as well. So you just got to freaking pick one, Doug. Yeah. Uh, uh, the choice okay. is yours. Phineas. Wrong. Yeah. Two verse one. It still goes to Silas, Cyrus, Timberlake, congratulations. You are the better son. Phineas, condolences. 
you're not gonna last long because you will ruin your own freaking life. Am I wrong? Yeah, plus he's the kingdom of semen. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. It's gonna drown, Jordan. When the floods of come washing through the streets, I don't know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, this has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We're so freaking hot for you. We love you very much, and we'll see you freaking next week. So, geez louise, down on my knees, that was a pretty good episode. Doug Jordan, I thought you did very well at the last segment. You thought, you thought I did well? You did very well at that last segment. I don't think that I did. Uh, it, was, it was an interesting freaking input. Yeah. Not, wasn't, didn't work with the freaking segment, but um, it didn't really work at all. But uh, but I'm glad, so I'm still glad you freaking did it in the end. Uh, okay. Let's talk about Super Bowl. We got two weeks to plan a big, big, big party. Big Super Bowl party. I imagine, I guess my vote goes for doing it at Doug's house. Yeah, I second that freaking motion. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, who is on the list? I plan on inviting, obviously, I want to invite freaking Pastor Lewis because we haven't heard from him in a while, see how he's doing. Maybe get that little terrible m- that we had living in freaking Sandy's freaking garage. And perhaps, of course, Jeez Louise down to my knees, freaking Stugatz. Yeah, no, I don't want Stugatz at my house. And I think that he's still in jail, so. Yeah. Maybe I wonder about freaking uh, Doug Gordon, be your evil twin. Oh yeah, yeah. We haven't heard, I haven't seen freaking Doug Gordon in a while. It'd be nice to freaking get him. Although he might still be in jail as well. Yeah, but maybe Marvel Givens would come by if I asked him nicely. Guest of honor. Maybe we get freaking. Maybe we get uh, what was freaking Nancy's freaking husband's name? Freaking Gaston. We can see what he's up to. Wheel his. Wheel his freaking uh, cooked, uh, cooked, uh, burnt to a crisp freaking body in there. Yeah, we'll say, listen, Gaston, you bring the burgers, crispy burgers, because he was in the fire. Because Sandy said, yeah. I said him, well, I said it. I mean, we both sort of set him on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Doug Jordan, what should we make for the food? You're not, I mean, you're going to bring egg salad. No, I meant, what are you going to make for food? I know I'm bringing egg salad with scoopable chips. Pizza? Buffalo? Buffalo wing freaking dick? Dick? Buffalo wing dip? Yeah, I can make that. That sounds really good. Who's playing? Uh, Kansas City. There, and, who, uh, and who else? Uh, I, I don't know. Who won the first? Yeah, Tampa Bay. Oh, I like them. They're pirates. They are. I got a lot of freaking money running on this game. <laughs>